We just thought if nobody else is out there looking to um, advocate for disabled people and try and increase the representation, then why don't we do it? We're working with brands such as Burberry. We're working with all the high street brands, Google, Samsung. And one of the campaigns that really stuck out for me was the Gucci one. And to this day, it remains the most like Gucci post ever. Have you noticed, you know, specific types of disabilities maybe that they're aiming for to represent? I think, um, are there any specifically that you've actually said no to? If they're not being inclusive now, then they are going to get left behind. Hi, Laura. It's so great to finally be reunited after quite a while. Yes. We spoke a few years back, obviously, um, and now I have been seeing all the amazing work that you've been doing. Uh, with all of the models and Zebedee. Um, so yeah, it'll be great to just kind of take us on that journey and let us hear a little bit more about your background and how you actually started this modelling agency. Sure. Um, yeah, hi, um, I'm Laura. I'm one of the co-founders here at Zebedee. Um, we launched Zebedee in 2017. Um, I launched it with my sister-in-law, Zoe, and we launched because we felt there was lack of representation in fashion and media, um, specifically represent, uh, representation of people with disabilities, visible differences in the trans and non-binary community. Um, and the story goes, we were just having a walk on the beach one day, chatting, chatting about this and the um, lack of representation, and it was just a light bulb moment. We just thought if nobody else is out there <clears throat> looking to um, advocate for disabled people and try and increase the representation, then why don't we do it? Um, we had no idea if anybody else was doing it. We had no idea how to do it. We've Neither of us had worked in an agency before, but we just knew that it was something that had to be done. And, and we couldn't believe in 2017 that there was still such a lack of representation of such a huge proportion of society. Um so, yeah, since then, we've got busier and busier. The first few years were quite tough. Um, it's been, it continues to be quite hard to encourage people to be inclusive. Um, but over the last couple of years, the last two or three years, we've just got busier and busier. Um, we're working with over a thousand jobs a year now, um, working with around over a thousand models, um, working in the UK, Europe, US and Australia. Um, working with some of the biggest brands in the world, uh, just super, super busy. So um, we're really pleased with how things are going now. Yeah, on, that is really fantastic. And one of the campaigns that really stuck out for me was the Gucci one. And I remember um, when we spoke about this uh, some time ago, uh, you had mentioned it was really the, the photographer behind this idea um, of this inclusive shoot for Gucci. Uh, so yeah, can you tell us a little bit about this, this whole um, backstory and about Ellie herself. So yeah, um, one of our, our models, Ellie, so she, um, of course, she uh, was featured in a Gucci Beauty campaign. Ellie is one of our models. She's been with us since, um, I think, about 2018, from the early days, really. Um, she was selected by a photographer for um, a Gucci Beauty and Vogue um, collaboration. At that time, you know, you get these editorials through. We had no idea, like, what success it was going to be, really where it was, if it was going to be featured. Um, but it was, it was, it was featured um, and it went onto the Gucci Instagram page. And to this day, it remains the most like, liked Gucci post ever um, on their Instagram. So that's huge. And that's just kind of pushed her career 
um, it's just gone wild. You know, now she's actually been on the front cover of Vogue. Um, you know, she's working every week. Um, she's a huge success story. She's just bought her own house. Um, she's doing brilliantly. So we're really, really proud. We have so many stories like that. We're working with brands such as Burberry. Um, we're working with all the high street brands. We're doing loads of commercial stuff, like tech stuff with like, I don't know, Google, Samsung, auto um, brands like uh, Mercedes. Um, it's just, yeah, never, no two days are the same. We get various different jobs in every single day and just super, super busy. Yeah, I've been witnessing all of the uh, campaigns that you've mentioned and, you know, sometimes I'll stumble across one or I see even your models also just posting about, oh, I've been featured in this campaign and that one and, you know, taking pictures next to like the poster that they've been featured on in the store, I don't know, in Primark or Burberry, whatever, all the brands that you've listed. So yeah, it's really, really refreshing to see that and I need I say it's really about time that this is happening because I believe Zebedee has really taken this up a notch and you have really tackled the fashion industry head on and we can see that it's quite evident as well but with all of this success um what would you say have been the challenges through your journey um I guess like like I mentioned we we never um we didn't launch Zebedee with a black book of contacts. We have had to do everything from scratch. We've had to reach out to everybody, make contacts, understand the industry. Yeah, so that's obviously been really, really hard for us to build those contacts over the past sort of six years. Um, of course, on top of that, we have the added um, issue of brands still not wanting to be inclusive, um, still not taking the step to be inclusive. We know that we're still only receiving a tiny proportion of all the briefs out there. Um, when we launched only 0.006% of people featured in advertising have a disability. Now that statistic is around 1%. So there's a huge, yeah, a huge increase, which is obviously really, really excellent. Um, but we know that around 20% of the people um of society have a disability so there's still a huge disconnect between the reality of um the population who are disabled and what advertisers choose um who they choose to feature in their campaigns and their advertising so we've still got a long long way to go um practically wise um the the clients that we work with they're definitely a lot better about uh, in terms of taking people's needs into account and their access needs and making sure that um, sets are accessible we do on occasion still have issues where sets or casting um, offices or casting studios aren't accessible um, so there still are issues out there um, people are still worried about getting the language right um, people are still worried about um, being called tokenistic like, I guess clients still have these worries but um, they really need to start thinking about it now if they're not being inclusive now then they are going to get left behind yeah, that's true. And actually, you're touching up on one of the points I wanted to discuss with you today about the discrepancies between you providing these amazing models versus the brands who will then need to accommodate these models with these different abilities. Have you noticed uh, any kind of further discrepancies when it comes to, you know, the shoots themselves? I've heard a lot of stories about some models going to runways, you know, so a model using a wheelchair who has been, uh, you know, selected to be one of the models for a fashion show, 
But in order to actually just access the building itself, they had to go all the way round to the back of the building, um, which is obviously then bringing some other issues um, beyond just the actual campaign that they're there for. Um, so have you witnessed more of these discrepancies? Is this something that's still really occurring quite a lot in your experience? Yeah, indeed. Yeah. I mean, in, in all honesty, it's, <clears throat> it's happening less. But, you know, people are better um, at taking people's needs into account. But of course, you know, we're looking at London, we're looking at Paris, those spaces, those the tubes, <laughs> they're still not accessible. But it's even hard for people to get around London, you know, um, if they use a wheelchair, let alone get into the, the buildings where they're meant to um, be working. Um, so it is still really, really tough. Um, actually kind of linked to that, though, lockdown and COVID has kind of helped our um, talent because historically everybody had to cast in person they'd have to get on the tube and go left right and center to to get to um an actual casting but casting um has moved a little bit moved up to online zoom casting um self-tapes that sort of thing and that's really helped not only those people with um maybe mobility needs but also those people who might have neurodiversity um or other access needs or need a carer trying to get them in, uh, available to be able to get to a casting a last minute casting can be quite tricky so being able to offer digital casting has really helped our talent and i think definitely that's um helped us in becoming more busier and our talent becoming more busy um have you noticed uh, any trends actually for the ones who are picking this up and willing to be inclusive have you noticed you know specific types of disabilities maybe that they're aiming for to represent I think um not necessarily at the moment I think brands are being more inclusive in terms of type of disability or visible difference um I think I guess like clients when sometimes when they're looking to be inclusive they want to also prove to their customer that they're being inclusive so in those sort of situations they're looking for um people who have disabilities where it is quite obvious you know so somebody with a wheelchair um somebody with a limb difference um so so you might see um those people with those disabilities kind of being selected for those jobs because the brands are looking to prove that they're being inclusive um but that's less and less so to be honest nowadays like we've tried to do lots and lots of education about the diversity of disability how it's unique to every person um and really it just needs a little bit of extra work on the clients um on their creative process of the client like how are they going to um tell the story with that um disabled person how can they if they they want to be inclusive how do they want to make that clear to the consumer but at the same time just be inclusive regardless, you know, like you don't need to prove that you're being inclusive. Um, if you're being inclusive, you're being inclusive and, and you know, that will shine throughout your company values and 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 customers will notice that. Um, so, but we do do a lot of education with people about what can they do on set to make sets more inclusive? How can they meet people's needs? Why should they be inclusive? Um, there's so many reasons why, not only is it the right, thing to do um but also um it can bring so much to a creative campaign so much more depth um and an interest um <clears throat> and also it does make business sense the spending power of the disabled community in the uk is thought to be around 270 odd billion pounds a year um worldwide it's thought to be 1.3 trillion dollars per year so it's huge numbers um for a previously kind of forgotten 
huge section of society. So I think brands are kind of getting it now. They're understanding now. And I hope that only does get better because obviously this is still kind of, like you said, like a, it's a handful of brands, not necessarily everyone. And actually when brands have shown that, you know, because you've said you've worked with brands, a lot of them that we've seen, but there are also brands that aren't willing to be inclusive. Um, are there any specifically that you've actually said no to because maybe they aren't showing the values behind the actual products as well because obviously some of their products most of the time aren't adaptive or inclusive so it could be quite difficult for someone who has limited mobility to wear some of their clothing that they need to feature into a campaign Um, but I understand obviously because your modeling agency is focused on you know bringing the talent and the faces to these campaigns but obviously there's this other issue that's happening behind the scenes of what they're actually wearing, um, where, you know, these garments aren't the most adaptive, uh, they're not the most adaptive or most inclusive products. Um, so have you actually ever had to say no to a campaign um, or, you know, a project that a brand may have proposed to you because of these types of issues? I guess what, what we're, we're trying to do is increase the representation of this community. And um We've got plenty of talent who <clears throat> who wear garments that are tricky to get on. Do you know themselves? They they oh, don't yeah. have the choice. The, the the adaptive fashion isn't out there at the moment, so um, they're wearing what they can. You know, they're finding the best products that they can that are out there. Um, of course, we would never ask any of our models to do anything that they were uncomfortable with. You know, they have autonomy. They can let us know if there's any issues on set or anything like that. Um, and we would completely um, be stand by them. Um, our hands are a little bit tied to know, like, what is actually going to, what garments are going to be there. <laughs> and I think even um, clients probably get their samples very, very last minute. Um, so they might even struggle to know what they're going to have on set. But I think everyone knows that they need to just speak to the talent and make sure that they're comfortable with what there is and make sure that their access needs have been taken care of. Um we do lots and lots of commercial work where garments aren't really involved, you know, like TV commercial work. Um, and again, everybody's needs are taken into into account. So in all honesty, like because we we don't really we're not part of the creative process as such. Um, but everybody that we work with, they know if they come to us, they know they've taken that first step in wanting to be inclusive and they know that they need to do the best they can um, as part of the creative process and also on the shoot they need to do the best they can for that model Um, so it's pretty rare to be honest that we do have any um, issues nowadays which is definitely a good thing as well Um, but still I think yeah when it comes to the creative side um, I think it would be great at some point for that to be mainstream as well so that it's really just kind of closing that loop of, you know, we've got the great talent from your side, but we also got the suitable uh, clothing as well yeah. from the other side. Absolutely. And I think um, that there's so much going on in this space. Like I do know that there are a few high street um, brands who are trying to bring adaptive wear as a matter of course into their lines um i know there's like um brilliant um designers who are doing all they can to um get adaptive fashion out there um uh, of easy access to the disabled community um there's loads and loads going on and also you know 
adaptive fashion doesn't need to be different to people can can bring in adaptive design into any of their design which can be worn by somebody who doesn't have a disability as well as somebody who has a disability um so designers can get creative with what they're doing and it just takes a little bit of um knowledge and drive um to do that um to make big strides really in this space yeah, most definitely. Um, I was actually speaking about this on another podcast episode that really it is about the education as well, that it's not that difficult. It obviously just depends which extent you want to take it, but it's not that difficult to look at what you already are selling and then be able to make that inclusive, um, whether you're just popping on some more buttons here to make it more, you know, accessible, um, but still stylish because the buttons don't have to be plain. Um, but yeah, there's there's just so many options out there that um, brands just really need to tap into. But thank God for those that that do exist so far. Um, yeah. yeah, but um, actually, so you've spoken obviously about the challenges, um, but you have also spoken about the highlights. But is there anyone that you would like to pinpoint specifically um, in this whole journey with Zebedee? Um, oh God, that's a hard question. Um, I mean, we're day in, day out, we're so proud of all of our talent. They just do an amazing job. And obviously we wouldn't be where we are without them. Um, there's so many of them that are so, so committed. Um, of course, we talked about Ellie, who's just absolutely smashing it. Um, we have Just Roop, again, who is booked day in, day out. Um, we've got ones to watch at the moment. We have Georgia Stannard, who's just walked London Fashion Week for a couple of designers. Again, getting booked um, very regularly, and I think she's definitely going to be one to watch. Um, we represent from tiny babies to older adults, and we hope to be able to nurture like the little babies that we've got now. Um, hope to be with them their whole career, <laughs> um, and just see like where that takes them when they do um, when they grow up. Um, we have like some really busy um, guys uh, doing commercial work, like Brinston, um, some older, I'd hate to say the word, like somebody, people who are a little bit older, like Sean, who's doing, doing like doing really, really well, just done a brilliant um, TV commercial. Um, there's just so many. I just honestly wouldn't know where to start. We do our own editorials um, in-house and they're getting featured um, in various publications, which we're really proud of. We've got some beautiful imagery coming out um there's just loads (laughs) and I always I I always need to research this better because like I never I don't normally have chance to take a step back and go oh look we booked this this and this I just see that we're so busy day in day out and there's like so much going on every day um and I'm just really proud of how hard our team works here in the office um and how our models are doing as well Oh, no, but that's definitely a good sign as well that, you know, things are going great. So if you can't pinpoint one thing, that's also a great, great sign. And I have seen that you are going to be on Channel 4 as well soon. Yeah, new news. Um, Yeah, so we do have a documentary team that have been following us um, bookers in the office um, and following um, a bunch of our excellent models. just yeah following them in their lives and what they do in their job and um so that's really 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 exciting and that's due to be released in February um working title is new model agency and that's with channel four so that's very exciting and 
petrifying <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> well, I could imagine, but I mean, it's already recorded, so you no, no need yeah. to be petrified anymore. Well, till I see it. <laughs> yeah, no, I know that feeling. For all the listeners, uh, make sure to watch out for Channel 4, the show, the documentary that Zebedee Management will be in. Um, I'll put any details in the um, descriptions uh, in the podcast, but do check that out for next year. I know I'll definitely be tuning in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah thank you. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, um, so obviously that's something there, but is there anything else that we should look forward to uh, for the future of Zebedee? Well... I don't know. The world is our oyster. I mean, hopefully onwards and upwards. Hopefully we're going to be getting more um, of our talent walking at the shows, um, fashion weeks throughout the world. Hopefully we've got some, uh, maybe we've got some more designer brands coming up, um, campaigns. But to be honest, like any time you switch the TV on or um, see an advertisement, if you see somebody with a disability um, or visible difference, nine times out of 10, they will be our talent. Um, and we're just really proud of that. Like, I love it when I, I rarely watch TV, but when I do, and I just know um, that when I watch the, when I see the commercials come on, I know that I'm going to see some of our lovely faces. It's just a really great feeling. That is really great. Yeah. And I have seen some familiar faces as well. I know uh, Gemma, I used to study with her as well. Oh, so really? it's really nice. She's absolutely smashing it as well at the moment. She's on the tube. She's on the, um, so I was in London the other day and she's on all the advertisements as you're going down. Um, the tube. Yeah, down into the tube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Um, well, I didn't see it firsthand. Uh, I just saw her posting about it. But yeah. I saw it firsthand. So that was exciting. <laughs> I love it. I love seeing our guys on the billboards. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that's really great. So for those who would like to stay in contact with you, let us know how they can. Sure, if they just go to our website, um, ZebedeeTalent.com, or they can follow us on Instagram, just search for Zebedee Talent. Um, if anybody's on LinkedIn, we're Zebedee, or you can follow me, Laura Winson. Um, and if anybody has any briefs that they want us to work on, they can just email us directly, info at ZebedeeTalent.com. Well, it's been absolutely fantastic speaking with you, Laura, after all this time. Yeah, I'm really I excited <laughs> for what the future of Zebedee has in store. So I look forward to seeing you soon. Well, thank you so much. Lovely to chat. <laughs> thank you. Bye.